Hi, this is Jim Willie from the Hat Trick Letter, found on www.goldenjackass.com, and you are listening to Run to Gold. Welcome back to the 61st episode of the RunToGold.com podcast. I'd like to talk about how uh, Comex could fail. Uh, so, you see, there's a difference between forwards contracts and futures contracts. Many commodities are traded via forward or futures contracts. So we have the LBMA, which trades forwards, and we have the COMEX, which trades futures, or the TOCOM in Japan. Now, a forward contract is an agreement between two parties to buy or sell an asset at a specified point in time in the future. On the other hand, a futures contract is a standardized contract to buy or sell a specified commodity of a standardized quality at a certain date in the future at a market-determined price, which is the futures price. Now, the difference between the forward and the futures, the main difference, is that the futures is traded on an exchange, and usually it's backed up by the exchange, whereas the forward contract is between two private parties. Both, however, are subject to counterparty risk. With the forward, you're only subject, really, to the counterparty risk of whoever you made the deal with. But with a futures contract, you're subject to the counterparty risk of mainly the exchange. Now, the exchanges are generally uh, heavily regulated. For example, in the United States, we have the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. And they uh, make sure, well, they regulate the COMEX. <laughs> of course, uh, they, they don't necessarily take on liability if you rely on them, but uh, that's a whole different matter. Now, the commodity market size has grown tremendously uh, over the last 30 years or so. The notional value of outstanding OTC commodity derivative contracts in 2007 was about $9 trillion. Uh, the majority of that is in gold and silver derivatives. So, what, what can happen is, is uh, something called backwardation. Backwardation is where the price of the commodity for immediate delivery is higher than the futures uh, price for that commodity. For example, usually, and contango is the opposite. So usually, gold and silver will trade in contango. For example, if gold is $100 an ounce for immediate delivery, then it would be 100 and two dollars a month from now, a hundred and four dollars two months from now, etc. And the difference is a function of the interest rate that you would earn on the money instead of having it earn on your currency instead of having it tied up in the money, tied up in the gold, uh, your storage costs that you would have to pay to store the gold and insure it, etc. And then also the counterparty risk that you won't actually get your futures contract uh, delivered on. Now, gold went into brief backwardation uh, back in December of 08 and has actually flirted with backwardation a little bit in 09. Silver was in a full nine weeks of backwardation in London. And I wrote an article about how uh, this backwardation, look, price has to go up or there's going to be a failure to deliver. And by golly, price nearly doubled. So when you're looking at monetary metals, and I think silver 
its long backwardation was largely due to its schizophrenic nature. The market doesn't really know whether it's an industrial metal or a monetary metal uh, because it is heavily consumed in industry. Uh, but if we see prolonged backwardation in any of the precious metals, I would say even platinum or palladium, gold or silver, any of them, then that is a, a, that's the canary in the gold mine that's just screaming its head off that there is something seriously wrong uh, in our world financial system. And so keep your eyes on backwardation of the monetary metals. Now, the zero interest rate policy that the major central banks throughout the world have been engaged in is also playing into this uh, because it's driving down the rates on treasury bills and things like that. And so people are, a lot of capital has been moving into those. So how could an actual, I mean, what would be the mechanics of an exchange bankruptcy? Well, we could see there be a scramble in the spot market for the physical bullion. And if the shorts got squoze enough, then we could see gold go up a hundred dollars in a day, hundred dollars per ounce. Now if if it moved like that, and let's say that it moved like that overnight when you didn't have the major liquidity in New York, then you would have these big gaps in the market and it would be triggering uh, margin calls. And if enough individuals were short and got margin called and weren't able to make the margin requirements and then it fell back onto the exchange and the exchange had to make that but there were hundreds of thousands of situations all in a similar uh, in a similar situation well that margin call is a form of unsecured debt and the exchange uh, if they have to make good on that then uh, and they don't have enough capital well poof they're gone and so that what that means is the exchange defaults on the futures contract and the people who bought the futures contracts thinking that they would uh, thinking that they would be able to get delivery of the physical metal instead they're just going to be holding that worthless piece of paper and so that's why backwardation is all tied into this because people say you know what uh, I don't trust the exchange I want I want my metal in my hand right now even if I'm not going to be earning interest and I have to pay storage costs because that counterparty risk is so great. And we've seen this counterparty risk really begin to materialize both with uh, AIG and Lehman Brothers. I mean, it's almost like uh, we have whole flocks of black swans in the market right now. But it's all pretty predictable. Because, as I explain in my book, The Great Credit Contraction, you know, capital is moving down that liquidity pyramid, which means it's going to move out of these futures contracts that are subject to counterparty risk and into the actual physical metal or other commodity that's not subject to counterparty risk. Because when you own the soybeans or when you own the wheat or when you own the gold and it's in your possession uh, or in the possession of a trusted third party like, say, gold money, then you're, you don't have to uh, have that risk that you're not going to get something, that your paper instrument's going to become worthless. And so that's how the mechanics of an actual uh, delivery default uh, would happen or, or an exchange default. And if we were to see something like that happen, it would just be very, very chaotic. And so you want to make sure that you 
are prepared for a situation like that where you've got your physical metal because there have been a lot of paper promises sold uh, and I think we're going to see a lot of defaulting on these promises, whether it's Social Security and Medicare being defaulted on through inflation or maybe even a default, or whether it's just a complete collapse of the entire monetary system and then it's whoever's got the physical in their hand, you know, that's the only thing worth anything. So that's how this could happen. Anyways, this has been the 61st episode of the RunToGold.com podcast, and happy holidays. I uh, want to say one thing. These guys are pretty serious players in our industry. Uh, we provide links from this website to their websites. Take a look at what Trace Meyer has to say uh, at his website, RunToGold.com.